Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, guys, and welcome to Morning Motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. I hope you guys are doing well today. Um, it is November 3rd. I didn't even realize it was November, y'all. Time is flying. <laughs> and I hope you guys are doing okay. If this is your first time watching, go ahead and load up in the comments um live and tell me where you're watching from and if you are watching later thank you for being here i appreciate it um i'm just super excited to bring you guys just another little nugget today <laughs> a nugget good morning let's go ahead and jump into our prayer and then we'll get started with our message for today dear heavenly father thank you for waking us up again for another day thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet I pray that you are reworking attitudes, mindsets, mental shifts right now in the name of Jesus and that there is anything that is plaguing us or blocking us for living a fulfilled, full life that you desire for us, that I remove it and rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for peace, abundance, clarity, wisdom, um, just just an abundant mindset on your children right now. And your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, y'all. So we're going to talk about attitude today. We're going to talk about attitude. But before we get into it, let's go to the comments and get the shout outs going. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning, Sharnisa. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Naomi. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Such a Lady. And good morning, Melon and Honey. I know we'll have people floating in as they come in. You guys make sure you greet them and say hello. Um, thank you guys for being a part of the live stream today. All right, y'all. So, um, man, attitude, 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 attitude. As we go through this foundation of this foundation series that we are talking about with how do we operate as a Christian? What are our founding principles and things like that? Now, I want to say that this is not a founding principle, uh, but yesterday we talked a little bit about, good morning, D. Yesterday we talked a little bit about the things that you may go through uh, when you're being obedient to God or when you are, uh, no, we talked about obedience on Tuesday. Yesterday we talked about just you know, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and things like that. But we did discuss sometimes what happens as you are on your path spiritually, right? Getting closer to God, understanding Jesus more, um, reworking your life, reshifting your life, separating yourself from the things that you used to do or habits that no longer align with who God is calling you to be or whatever the case may be. Not all the time is that going to be pleasant. Not all the time is that going to be uh, wonderful. You know, you could date somebody or get to know somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, I think that this is the person that God has sent for me and something may not go right. And then you can feel a type, you could feel some type of way, or maybe you've been praying for a job and something doesn't happen and goes your way. And it could be like, you know, your whole world can be turned upside down with one instance. Uh, and although we are Christians and although we are filled and we're saved and we are blessed because there's so many things to be blessed about, it is human nature to not be pleased 100%. I do not want to paint this picture uh, that we are just going to be happy about everything. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that everything goes your way and all your blessings happen. No, sometimes it doesn't. Or even when you're waiting on God for something, you've been praying for something for a while and it does not feel like it's moving. You're like, God, I've been doing this. I've fasted. I've prayed. I've, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. And it doesn't feel like anything's happening. How do we keep a good attitude in the midst of that? Even when you're upset, how do you continue? Good morning, you guys. How do you continue to keep a positive, loving, steady mindset? So let's talk about it, right? So uh, I do have some scriptures for us, but I do want to say what I try to do, because I can't speak for other people, because I don't know what other people do. Um, but what I try to do is really go deep and examine my heart. What's going on? I was listening to something this morning and they said, you can't, don't just ignore how you feel, right? Because if you ignore how you feel, it's kind of like in a way lying to yourself in a way, right? Because if you're like, oh, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm not upset. I'm not depressed. I'm not angry. I'm not frustrated. I'm not I'm just, I'm, I'm okay. Like lying to ourselves does not help us 
because then we miss the opportunity to acknowledge it, diagnose. And when I say diagnose, I'm not talking about like a therapist. I'm saying identifying and giving it a name. So then you can pray on it and work on that. Does that make sense? Let me know in the comments if this is making sense. So say if you're frustrated, instead of you telling yourself, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. Because when we're frustrated, especially if you're a real person, can we keep it a buck? If you're a real person, if you're anything like me, I can't fake the funk. I'm not a great actress. I know how to act. I can act. But normally I'm not a great actress. So I, I can wear whatever I'm feeling on my face. It's in my energy, you know. Um, and sometimes people can see you and be like, hey, is everything okay? Because you're just not yourself. Maybe you're normally bubbly and you're not bubbly. So take that time to be honest with yourself. We always talked about before is being your own best friend, right? Yes, we lean on God. Yes, we lean on Jesus. Good morning. But we definitely want to make sure that we're, we're, we're leaning in on ourselves as well. You know, there is another relationship we have. We have the Holy Trinity, right? We have the Father, the, Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yes, God will never leave us nor forsake us. We can do anything in Jesus' name. They're always there for us, right? However, we can't abandon the relationship that we have for ourselves either. You know, yes, you can have a relationship with God and that's that's wonderful, but you can't abandon that because you still have to be there for yourself. Yes, we pray. Yes, we lean. Um, but it's always a two, two-way street with our relationship with God, right? It's us and God. So we have to make sure that we're also still taking care of ourselves that we're not thrusting ourselves into, thank you, queen, so much service that we lose ourselves, that we're thrusting ourselves into this world so much that we lose ourselves. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great to be lost in God. However, we still live in the world and we still have to take care of ourselves and we still have to tap in to ourselves, right? And a lot of times we would think that that's selfish and that's that's it's not turning away from God. It's acknowledging he created you. And that you are the only one responsible for taking care of you, not your husband, not your kids, not your boyfriend, not your fiance, not your girlfriend. You are still responsible for maintaining your mental, emotional, physical health, right? You can pray all day long. God put food in my stomach. If you don't pick up that plate and that fork and that, or, you know, if, if you are well-bodied, I mean, that's different if you're in a hospital. I'm not talking about that. But if you are well-abled, and you are not going to eat and you sitting up there praying, God gave you the ailments to eat, right? He gave you the intelligence, the motion, the hands, the mouth, the, you know what I mean? He gave you all of these things. You got to use them. So in the midst of being, uh, you know, with God and all of those things, we still have to do for ourselves. So identifying those emotions is the first thing to do because you can't fix or you can't pray or you can't acknowledge or you not acknowledge you can't work on what you don't identify what you don't acknowledge right so find the verbiage find what that is and in the midst of that name it right is it frustration is it anger is it jealousy is it envy um and really really dig deep and figure out what it is and once you've identified it then you start bringing God into the mix, right? And then you start bringing him, Lord, you know, this isn't of you, so heal it. Or if this is of you, I don't like how this is feeling. I want to remove this. And you pray about it. You always pray about every situation you have, but then you have to do your personal work too, right? So once you pray about it, then ask yourself, how did I get here? How did I get to this space? And a lot of times when we, when we go through life, a lot of our frustrations, in my personal opinion, and put in the comments below where some of your frustrations come from, there's always two, two, two variables. It's either what we've done for, to ourselves, right? Either knowingly or unknowingly, or what somebody else has done to us that we cannot control. Those are normally the main two variables. If I've missed any, leave them in the comments or let me know if I'm right. So what does it look like when we do it to ourselves? Perfect example of doing it to ourselves. I'm sticking with my budget this month. I'm going to spend my money on this, 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 and this, and this. And then here comes on your phone a flash sale with Fashion Nova. And you get to use a firm. And you can have four easy payments of $40. <laughs> or whatever that is. Or Amazon will creep its ugly little face and show you everything that you you either put in your card or you wanted to remind yourself for later. And you're like, oh, I really, really want that. 
and you go ahead and swipe your card. And then once you swipe, you realize, oh, wait a minute, there was that bill that you did not pay. And then you're getting phone calls or there's a late fee or you're disappointed with yourself because you didn't stick to the budget. And the item comes and you ain't going to send the item back because you really want it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to get there. Thank you, D. Or I love that. I love that. I love that. We're going to get there. So that's that's an example of a small example of doing it to ourselves. Right. Or you tell yourself you're not going to do something. I'm going to turn away from this. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to go over there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then we do it. We slip up or we, whatever the case is. And now we're frustrated with ourselves and it's better to be frustrated with ourselves and take ownership. Always take accountability. Uh, it, it makes no sense to not take accountability and blame everybody else for our mistakes. It does zero. It does zero good. Right. So we're not even going to go where we take accountability we are humble enough to do that and just say, you know what, I can do better in this area. Uh, another, an example of somebody else frustrating us is that we pour, we pour and pour and pour into someone, right? Um, or we do, do, do. Maybe you're giving, maybe you are like the number one person that serves at your church. Every time they need somebody to serve, you serve and you're serving and serving and serving or maybe for your family, because everybody ain't there yet, right? So maybe it's for your family. Every time somebody calls you, you're giving, 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 and giving. And then when it's your turn, or when you say no, then all of a sudden people's attitudes change. And you like, hold on. I didn't have an attitude when you were calling me, and now you have an attitude when I need something. Or when I say no, when I set my boundaries and I say, hey, I'm giving a little too much. I don't want to do this, right? That can be very disappointing. That could be heartbreaking. That could be a big letdown. Like, how dare you? Like, I've given to you. I've done all these things for you. I've shown up and you don't treat me like that. That can be very frustrating, right? D says, or when somebody didn't do for you, mm, again, having that expectation or, you know, you ask somebody for something and they say, oh yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do it, do it, do it. And they don't. Or uh, like I said before, when you've been giving and pouring out and then they don't do it in return, identifying disappointment, identifying letdown, identifying, oh, that sucks. Or I'm very disappointed. I'm very hurt. You know, it is okay. I need adults to start saying that hurt my feelings. I feel like so many people will be free from mental torment if So many people would be free from a mental and emotional torment if they would just tell and be honest and just say, you know what? That really hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. I didn't like how that felt. I didn't like what that made, how that made me feel. And even if you can't express it to them, expressing it to yourself. You know, I think once I gave myself that vocabulary, going back to being a child, right? Dang, when that person did that, that hurt my feelings. Like that didn't feel great. It allowed me to not self-pity because what we don't want to do is get into the habit of self-pity, right? Or I forgot what it's called, but when somebody does something to us, there's a, there's a name for it. And if you know the name and I got your comments, y'all, if there's a name for it, and if you know the name, put it in the comments, but it's like, say your dad is like, Hey, I'm going to get you a brand new car. I'm going to need you a car for your birthday, right? So you're waiting on the car, you're waiting on the car, you're waiting on the car. And dad doesn't come through. For whatever reason, dad doesn't show up on the birthday. So you're super let down, you're super disappointed. But instead of owning that feeling and that emotion of that disappointment or that letdown, we say, well, I didn't want the car, no way, so whatever. And you know what, forget them, forget him, forget you, boom, boom, boom. And we shut down our emotions. Ain't nobody ever going to disappoint me ever again because this man stays disappointed. Nope, I'm not ever going to be disappointed again. Nope, nope, whatever. None of y'all are ever going to get my disappointment. So we have no hope and no faith in anybody. So we go in, we start building all these walls, which is extremely unhealthy. And if I can be really honest, extremely immature. Because if we were mature in identifying our emotions, and I'm not saying that that's any, anything, you know, if anybody's in that space, it's okay. Maybe you were never given the verbiage. Maybe you were never given the room to express yourself. Because let's keep it a buck. 
a lot of us did not get raised with express yourself. How do you feel, darling? So a lot of us had to, from a younger ki a little kid, push and push and push and push and push our emotions down to where we just be like, bump all y'all. I don't care. No nope, bump you, bump you, bump you. I don't care by myself. No new friends. I'm riding by myself, me and Jesus or me by myself. Nope. God didn't come through me. So boop, I don't believe in you. You know what I mean? We can have that immature attitude to where we shut it down. I've been there. But I want to challenge anybody out there that has that is to just identify like, no, my dad really disappointed me and he hurt my feelings. And I would hate to feel this way again and lean into that. So a lot of times we try to escape our emotions, right? We try to um, make them disappear, make them go away, make th like they don't exist, right? No, I don't feel, I don't feel pain. I don't feel that. No, you do. And it's okay to acknowledge it because once we can acknowledge it, once we can identify it, once we could put a stamp on it and label it, then we can start to heal it. Oh, I'm disappointed that he did not show up because it reminds me that he never shows up. And it makes me feel like I cannot lean on him. And I now I feel like I can't lean on anybody. This feeling sucks. It's so much. It's a little bit about it's it's deflecting passive aggressive. Yeah. Well, passive aggressive is kind of like. Brandy didn't come over. Brandy didn't come over my house and she was supposed to help me with something. And instead of me saying, hey, Brandy, you know, I was really disappointed that you didn't help me out. You hurt my feelings because you didn't call. You didn't show. I'm just like, yeah, girl, I'm cool. Whatever. Yeah, OK. Oh, Ronnie let you down again. Uh, Whatever. Like that's passive aggressive. So kind of the same thing, but a little different. Right. Because passive aggressive is, is like towards someone. And when I was talking about it, it was just like an emotion that we'll have, period. And we'll just start shutting down and putting up walls. But what happens when we identify it and we can give it language is that we don't have to hold on to it. It, it kind of, because when we do the shutting down of, nope, ain't nobody going to disappoint me. No bump y'all, but it's like, we take, we take hold of that. Does that make sense? Like when you, even just doing that practice, so say you're not going through that now, but do that practice that I just did. Like go back in time and go where you were disappointed and do the two exchanges. One makes you hold on to the anger, hold on to the disappointment, the resentment everything that we're not labeling, putting it in an I don't care box, which anytime we say I don't care, we care for the most part, right? We put it in an I don't care box and then we push it down and we're like, whatever. Well, you know what comes with that when we don't deal with that? That's where the dependency on alcohol, drugs, um, outside people, the other, the seeking of the validation from other people because we're not identifying and validating ourselves. We're not validating that. No, that did, that did suck. That did hurt. I am disappointed. I am frustrated. And there's nothing wrong with those emotions. God gets disappointed. God gets frustrated. God gets upset with us as well, right? All of the emotions that he has, we have. So it's definitely, it definitely benefits us to just identify those emotions. So if you're going through something, you're disappointed. God, I'm disappointed. Like I thought I was, I thought I did all of these things right. And then you didn't come through. It's okay to talk to God like that for anybody that doesn't know. I know who's raised old school. Don't question God, you know, no. And we supposed to be like, and yes, we're supposed to fear him, but he also gives us the respect and dignity and free space to speak our minds. He'd rather you do that than ball it up and be like, I ain't talking to you. Whatever. You ain't show for me. So you don't, you don't exist. You know what I mean? He'd rather us come to him and be like, yo, I'm just super disappointed. Like I really, I was really hoping for this, these things. That's a part of the relationship. You know, just like any other relationship, when you're mad at your significant other, I pray you don't get passive aggressive and like fold your arm and be like, whatever. I'm never, I'm never doing that for him again. I'm never doing that for her again. Well, guys don't talk like that, but women, I'm never doing that for him again. He could forget it. I am. Nope. Boop. Ain't happening. Wrong girl. Not me. <laughs> I pray that we don't operate like that. Right. I pray that we can go to that person and say, you know what? What you did really hurt my feelings. And it really I don't like this. I don't like how it feels so that you can fix and resolve it. Because when you come to God with that honesty or when you come to yourself with that honesty, you give the other person or other being or other spirit the opportunity to work with you through those emotions. So when you bring it to yourself like, dang. Instead of being like, see, that's why you're so stupid. You always spending your money. 
it's like, no, it's like, dang, I'm really disappointed in myself because I told myself I was going to stick to that budget and I did not. And then, and then on the other side of that, because you were the receiver of that, giving yourself grace, holding yourself accountable, but still giving yourself grace. Like, okay, I already bought it and I'm not returning it. I'm being honest with myself. I ain't returning it because it's so cute. <laughs> or you will return it because you have that much discipline. But if you don't return the item, right, or don't do go give back the money, it's just like, okay, what parameters am I going to set up so that moving forward, I won't make that same mistake and I can stick to my budget. Okay, I'm not going to open the email. I'm going to scroll past the 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 advertising on Amazon. Does that make sense? Uh, we want to make sure that we're giving it language so that there's an opportunity for correction. There's an opportunity for acknowledgement. There's an opportunity for identification and that we can move forward in a healthy way because unidentified emotions don't help us at all. At all, at all. Uh, Miss Shirley, Shirley says, "My frustration is my husband. I'm, I'm sad to say it, but it's true. And and you've been married for a long time, so I know that there's gonna be frustrations with somebody else. You know. Um, and then another thing that I've learned with my past relationship is we have to identify that too, right? When people are frustrating us and they're not doing it intentionally." And it was nothing that we've told them or asked them to do. Are we holding them to an unrealistic standard? Are they ignoring us? Are they ignoring our requests? Are we being perfectionists? So where we're nitpicking and poking? Or can we just relax and chill out? And I'm not saying you, Shirley. I'm just saying in general. Because I noticed that in my last relationship, one thing I learned was I had to sit with that. Like, why are you always complaining? Is it really that deep? Do I really have to speak about that? You know, just because you want it that way, does it have to be that way? Like I saw this, this TikTok, or y'all be careful on TikTok. There's some stuff going around about TikTok. I got all y'all information. And I know y'all can say the same thing about Apple and stuff, but I'm just saying y'all be careful with TikTok. But I saw, and I think it was on Instagram because I don't really be on TikTok like that, but I think it was a TikTok taking to Instagram. Anyways, I digress. I saw this Instagram and it was just like me and my husband and it was like everything that he did wrong, quote unquote, like he would put the towel away wrong. She would come behind him and fold it up. He would put the paper towel roll on the toilet wrong, which I don't know why women care about stuff like that. I've never cared about stuff like that. I will sling my towel. I'm one of the, I guess I'm a guy in that regard. I will sling my towel over the thing and be happy. I had an ex used to straighten up my towel. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So everybody has their thing, right? And so every time her husband did something, she came right behind him and felt that she had to fix it. So ask yourself, am I being in, in instances like that? And it could be with your kids. It can be uh, waiting in vain or having high expectations of others. Love that. Ooh, that was good. Waiting in vain. Don't wait on nothing that's not yours. Don't wait on nothing that's not yours. If that man is married, do not wait on him to get a divorce. Move around. Um, move around. If it's meant to be, it'll be in, in God's perfect timing in a light where nothing is hindering y'all. Uh, ex expecting high expectations from others. Everybody will not move and operate like you, right? So the woman was going behind her husband and cleaning up. And I was just like, is any of that necessary? Who cares if the paper towel roll is going the way you don't want it to go. You know what I mean? So it's just like sometimes as people, especially as perfectionists, because perfectionists is really a deterrent of feeling un unworthiness. Having Being a perfectionist, when people say that they're a perfectionist, what's really going on deep down underneath all of that is a willingness, a wanting to be perfect, to be accepted. Because they didn't, we did not get enough validation growing up. We didn't get any enough people telling us we were worthy when we were children. So when you're going behind somebody and you're like, oh, I just like things to be perfect. It's, it's really a mask uh, of something. So that's something that's to be dug up. That's something to probably go to therapy about. And really get to the root of the perfectionism and the high expectations of people. Now, there's one thing to have standards that are high, like 
respect, honor, um, you know, Christian beliefs, whatever the case is, those are, those are different. And I'm, when I say high standards, I'm not talking about making a certain amount of money, driving a certain car, having a certain, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about, I expect, I have high expectations because I, or I have high standards because I expect to be treated as such and not a pill, not a princess, but a woman and a queen and things like that. Um, absolutely being motion. So emotionally unavailable people doesn't, I love this. Thank you, D being emotionally unavailable does not serve anyone either. And emotionally, emotional unavailability is another sign of trauma. Another sign of what I just said, like, uh, y'all did that. That happened to me. I'm never doing that ever again. Some people are walking around from emotional with emotional unavailability because of trauma. Somebody did to them in fifth grade. Somebody did to them in college. Y'all let it go. Heal, move on and let it go for yourself. Because I'll tell you what, when you find somebody who's worked on themselves, and I'm not talking about you, D. Thank you for the example. But when you when you find somebody who's worked on themselves, somebody's done the work, friends, coworkers, or whatever, they can smell. People can smell um, insecurity and emotional unavailability from a mile away. You don't even gotta say too much. People are like, oh, that's trauma all up over there. Okay, I see that, and it's very unattractive. If you're if you're seeking a significant other, it's super unattractive. People can sense it, smell it. It's like, eh, rather not. Oh, I see that. I see that over there. That needs work. Don't care how pretty you are. You could put a you could put the best outfit on, have the best looking hair, the best smell. You could have the best fragrance. You could look the best. People can sense it, especially people that have done the work that are emotionally and mentally sound mind and body can sense somebody from a mile away that needs some work. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just, it's like, it, it seeps out of our pores. So we want to make sure that we don't exude that, especially people of people of God, right? Christians as, as though as us that are working on our relationship with God, we want to heal every aspect of ourselves. So sometimes it takes prayer to like say, God, reveal what I don't see. Bring up to the surface what I don't know about myself. Because if you wait till you're in a relationship, which it's going to happen still because you're never, it's a constant thing. It's never, you're never going to be perfect, right? And when you're in a relationship, it's just a mirror of who you are, especially a marriage. Marriage is nothing but a big mirror showing you you. So everything you really don't like about the other person is because you don't like about yourself with yourself. It's a very interesting dynamic. Um, Sydney says, good morning. Good morning, Sydney. I am grateful spending my birthday with morning with y'all. Happy birthday, Sydney. Y'all shout out, Sydney. Give her a happy birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Sydney. That is awesome. Thank you for being here with us on your birthday, girl, because I would have been asleep. I was here with y'all on my birthday, wasn't I? I think I was, and period. <laughs> Sydney, that's real, Miss Shirley. Some folks act like marriage is butterflies every day. So that those aspire to be married appreciate the honesty. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to understand being with someone that doesn't share your love of God. Yeah, we didn't, we ain't talking about that. Who, who, who is that about, Miss Shirley? <laughs> um, and really not sure how to treat you because when a woman has changed, her mate and her mate hasn't. Well, if you're married, you're supposed to stay married. I don't know where that, did somebody mention something? Or maybe I said, I don't remember. I don't know if we said that, but um, no. So. This, this is an interesting, and we talk about this a lot. So maybe people are going through it. Maybe it keeps coming up, right? I will say this, just because you're changing your relationship does not mean the the individual you're with is going to change their relationship. You hope they will. You hope that by your example that you rub off on them, but that's not all the time true, right? So if you're single, then there may be a, re a reevaluation stage of, does this relationship serve me? 
because I now am closer to God. I serve God better. I do this and this and this. Does this relationship align with me? Right. If you are changing while you're in a relationship, if you are married, however, the Bible tells you to stay with this person. But um, I agree. This is why we always say this each and every day that if you are a believer, that this is a this is something that you should be asking while you're dating. When you date, you should ask, hey, are you a Christian? If you're a Christian, right? And do you believe in God? Do you go to church? Because everybody will tell you, I believe in God, but you got to dig a little deeper than the surface with that one. Everybody will tell you, I believe in God. I love God. Yeah, I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? Everybody love God, right? God loves everyone too, but everybody ain't on the same page. Everybody is not on the same page. So make sure, <laughs> make sure you guys are asking the right question. No, it was my question, but who brought it up, Miss Shirley? That's what I'm asking because I didn't see that in the comments. I don't remember speaking about that. That's what I'm asking. Um, Ellie, I just, what, y'all, y'all focus. <laughs> Focus, 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 focus. All right, so let's get back to, uh, let's get back to, and if you pay attention, y'all already said this. I just said it this morning. Y'all, let's let's stay on topic and focus, okay? But uh, I'm sorry, because y'all get me way over there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, let's go back to attitude. So one of the things, so I was researching attitude because that is something that we can be challenged with a lot while we are on this journey of getting to know people and getting to know ourselves and identifying those emotions and changing our attitude. So I went to 1 Peter. Let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 3 and 8. Um, 3 and 8. And it says to all Christians, right? Ciao. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, all Christians, it says, finally, you, okay, three and eight, y'all. Peter, first Peter, three and eight. Finally, all of you should be of one mind, one mind, sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters and be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude, a humble attitude. So don't, it says, don't repay evil for evil and don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. <laughs> Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do and he will bless you for it. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life, and see many days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for people, search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his eyes are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face, turns his face against those who do evil. Okay. And then we talked a little bit about suffering, right? So, uh, suffer for suffering for doing good. Now it says now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good. But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ the Lord for your life. And if someone asks you, if you're a Christian, remember, uh, Shirley asked about this yesterday. And if someone asks about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your, keep your uh, conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they will see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember. It is better to suffer for doing good than it than if excuse me it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for what's for doing wrong. 
Christ suffered for our sins once all, once for all, once for all time. He never sinned, but he never died, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but we, but he was risen. Excuse me, y'all. What is wrong with my brain today? But he was raised to life in the spirit. All right, y'all, and it talks about good living. First Peter would be a really good chapter for you guys to read today. It's a very short one. It talks about wives. It talks about husbands. It talks about Christians. It talks about the holy call to live, uh, live a great way. And it talks about what happens when pe people come at you crazy for no reason. I swear, you know, I don't know. And I want to say this, right? Y'all, I'm still a person. I'm still a person at the end of the day and God ain't through with me yet. But I want y'all to know just because somebody asked me something, especially when I just answered that question, I just spoke about that. I don't have to reply to everything and I don't will not tolerate disrespect. It's not where it's not. It's not that serious. Nothing that we're talking about is that serious. It's that serious for our souls, for sure. But everything can be done on our own time. Right. So if there's at any point somebody disagrees, they can leave. Exit stage left. You are not held here. It is eight in the morning. I don't know what all the attitude is about. I am a peaceful person. I am good. I don't argue with people, but I'm still a person at the same at the same breath and I will be respected. And I know do not have to answer all questions. And if this person was listening and they didn't just come in and just start going off at the mouth, then they would have known the answer to their question. That's why I didn't answer it. But to my morning motivators, I love y'all. Always holding it down. Uh, and people, y'all know. Y'all know what y'all know, right? So, all right. So, Shirley says, I know this is off topic and I just said, you just said focus, but your skin is going pretty. You look pretty this morning. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, Talia. Good morning. Good morning, Percy. But going back to going back to our attitudes, right? It's not about being perfect, and that's that. That's the thing that people uh, people take people misinterpret. Having a good attitude doesn't mean that you're smiling and rainbows and sunshine all the time. It never tells you that in the Bible. Having a good attitude is staying humble and thanking God in spite of how you feel, right? So you can be having a frustrating day and it's turning to it's turning to God and saying, you know what? Thank you anyway. Thank you through the disappointment. Thank you that my thank you in the midst of my plans not succeeding. Thank you in spite of me not getting my way. I honor you and I love you no matter what. Thank you no matter what. Thank you. And you just start going down the list of everything that you're thankful for, even if it's just a thank you. That is the attitude that is wanted from us, I believe, because nothing in the, it just says, keep a good attitude. And I think that that's it. I think it's not the kicking and the, and the screaming and the, um, you know, oh God, just, you know, being nasty. It's going, you know, I didn't get my way. It does suck. My feelings are hurt. I am disappointed, but I'm still going to keep a positive attitude. I'm not going to curse anybody out. I'm not going to Percy. Same hair from all week. Uh, <laughs> y'all swear y'all don't be on y'all don't be focused or listening at all sometimes. Jesus, uh, <laughs> I'm messing with you, Percy. Um, but um, it's it's still being having a positive attitude no matter what. And when I say positive, it's not being fake. You are going to have days where you're not feeling it. You're going to have days where things are not going to be a hundred percent your best. Right. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with acknowledging it. I don't like fake, toxic positivity where you're supposed to just push through and just act like everything's okay and smile, 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 no matter what. That's fake. God ain't nowhere in here. And nowhere in here he tell us to be fake. He just said, keep a good attitude. And I really truly believe a good attitude is like, you know what? Even though I did not get what I wanted, I'm still going to thank you in the midst of, even though I didn't, you know, somebody disrespected me, I'm not going to disrespect them and cuss them out or belittle them. Um, just because somebody is doing X, Y, and Z or they didn't show up for me, 
I'm not going to put up these walls of resentment. I'm going to identify it. I'm going to say it sucked, that that didn't feel so great, that I didn't like that that happened. And I'm going to keep it pushing. I really, truly believe that that is all a part of keeping a good attitude. Jesus. I don't got a good attitude with my phone going off during morning motivation. That is so annoying. Uh, <laughs> but um, go ahead. The comments are open now. You guys can definitely chime in and say whatever you guys want to say. And I appreciate the compliment, Percy. But Percy, this has been the same hair for the last week and a half. So I don't know what you were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Shirley says, yes, we all have bad days because you shouldn't be fake, but be joyful even in your storm. Absolutely. Absolutely, Shirley. And that's exactly what it's all about is. And when you're joyful, also just thankful. I think it's just being thankful for sure. Uh, Nana says, what helped me keep a good attitude is when I don't want I don't want is knowing that I am, oh, that I am representing God. Absolutely. I love that. Everything that we do, you guys, we are representing God. So when people come at you crazy, and that's what we talked about, not really going too hard in the debate about your, your beliefs, right? You can, you can, you can, you know, be in there a little bit. This is why I believe what I believe. Keep it respectful. There's no need to there is no need to yell, shout, scream about people's beliefs at all for what? They're going to believe what they want to believe. You're supposed to be ready to tell people why you're a Christian and why you believe what you believe. But if they're hell-bent on what would they believe, you just let them be, let them believe. And always remember that you're a representation of a body. So when we go out in the world, it's not just about you. It's about how you come off to others and how you represent God and, and the body of Christ, Christianity. It's, it's, not a, it's not a small burden to bear. You're held to a different standard. You're going to be judged harsher by people. It's just, it is what it is. And you have to watch yourself. You have to watch how you come off. You have to watch what you come across. You have to watch what you post on social media. You have to watch the things that you wear. You have to watch. It's because everything you're doing, people are going to be like, hmm. Says she a Christian. Is that fair? No, but that's that's life. That's the world. And that's what he tells us. No, you can't be busting it wide open on the internet. <laughs> Can you twerk and love Jesus? Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's just certain things that, you know, and uh, and you should want to do it for yourself because you just never know. You just never know. You know, I'm glad I came up in the generation I came up in where that was not. You just didn't. There's certain things we just didn't do. Just ladylike. You know what I mean? Just can't. Uh, Queen says toxic po positivity coupled with gaslighting is the worst. Politely dismiss myself from the conversation. Absolutely. And toxic, toxic positivity and gaslighting, you could do this to yourself. I'm okay. Nope. Nope. I don't want to think about it. I'm not thinking about that. Nope. 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 Ignoring how you feel to yourself is also you gaslighting yourself. So we want to make sure that we don't do that. Um, she Amber says meditating has always helped help me not not for everyone, but meditate and talk to yourself. And it may sound crazy to talk to yourself down down after feeling attitude coming attitude coming, and it helps sometimes. No, I think everybody should talk to themselves for sure. For sure. For sure. You have to, because how, how are you going to identify? How are you going to identify yourself if you don't talk to yourself? How have you, you don't tap in? You have two sides of you. You have your conscious and your subconscious. Your conscious is going throughout the day. Your subconscious is that internal you, the one that has the thoughts, the one that has the language, the one that can tell you if you're you're tripping or not, the one that is going to acknowledge how you feel. And if your subconscious is like, oh, I'm good, I'm ignoring that. Nope, nope, whatever. That's when people start leaning in on substances. Instead of saying, you know, no, this sucks. God, can you help me with this? When you experience jealousy or you're scrolling on your timeline and you have a feeling that's not of God, like, oh Jesus, God, can you can you help me with this? Um, Crystal says, I'm going through controversy at controversy at work right now. I started paying, praying, 
throughout the day and knowing that things happen for a reason, usually for the better. And also pray for your enemy. You'll be surprised. If you have an issues, pray for the person that you dis, you like the most, dislike the most. Anybody that's talking about you, pray for them because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're blessing you and cursing themselves in the midst of. I got people at my job that talk about me while I'm in the room. I just take note and I go, okay, I'm praying for you. Because when you're God's child, y'all, that's one thing. We don't ever have to seek revenge. When you are God's child, they're going to get theirs. Don't worry about it. Especially if you've been obedient, you've been doing, and you're a Malcolm in the game. For those of you, if you know, you know. You're doing what you're supposed to do, reading, getting closer to God got you. You don't have to worry about none of that. None, you don't got to worry about none of that. Keep praying and pray for them. Pray for your enemies. Percy says, hey, uh, Brittany, what about the people who come to uh, Christ by the way they got? What? I mean, they got material online and they they can't get rid of stuff that they're ashamed of now. Uh, you just pray that it's deleted. And at the end of the day, God is the only one supposed to judge you anyway. So you have to stand firm in that. Um, but Percy asked, because I didn't read that clearly for anybody that's listening. It says, what about the people who came to Christ um, like now, but they have material online that they can't get rid of, stuff that they are ashamed of? That's why it's very important that you talk to these kids about what they post. Our generation got that that talk. I don't know about anybody younger than us. I don't know. I don't know. No face, no case. I don't know. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but hopefully that they've repented. They asked God for forgiveness. They've forgiven themselves. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Brandy says yes to that. When you're God's child, he will take care of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Surely he will fight your battles. Yep. Uh, Nana says, how about, about how do you pray for your enemy? I usually say, God, help them help me to forgive them. What about you guys? For me, I say, forgive them, Lord, for they not know what they do. Just like Jesus did on the cross. And I wish them well. Never, never wish that your enemy will be harmed. Do not bring that karma and that bad juju on yourself. I just bless them. Like I wish them the best. And I just say, Lord, forgive them for they not know what they do. And keep it pushing. You ain't got to be fake. You ain't got to be in their face. Hey, friend, enemy. No. <laughs> I just, I just wish them well. I don't wish any harm about, on them. I pray that they get everything that they want in life and they're blessed. And I just ask God, forgive them. They not, they not know what they do. Yep. Same, Sydney. Yeah. Oh, good morning. Thank you, uh, Shirley, for saying good morning to everyone. Something brought me to your channel. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Gabrielle. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Got a lot to catch up on. Well, good morning. We go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, I do have to get out of here a little early, y'all, because I do have a 9 a.m. meeting. Uh, your girl works two jobs. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the money. But it has been a challenge juggling the two. I will say that. Um, D says, I wish I had the level of discipline because I'm not I'm getting it back in blood. But see, you you mess your own. You mess yourself up when you do that. There's actually a scripture about revenge. Don't ever get revenge because you're what you're doing is you're stepping in front of God. You're saying, I got this God and you're getting them back. So not only will you not do what they really need to happen because you're not going to see it. If you're you supposed to keep minding your business, um, you're supposed to keep minding your business and going throughout your life because you don't know how God is getting them back. And it's not your business. But what you do when you interfere with God is supposed to do one, they don't get what they're supposed to get because you've taken it into your own hands. And secondly. Now you've caused harm on yourself. So you don't ever seek revenge that you're, you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that. That's like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die. Somebody give me that verse. If you know it off the top of your head, uh, the, the verse that talks about not seeking revenge. 
uh, from people because I can't find it. I just read that actually. No, you don't ever get revenge. Let, let God take care of that. God tells you in the Bible, he takes care of all of that. Because when you do it, you're messing yourself up. Don't do it to your, don't, don't mess your own self up. Don't seek revenge. Hold on. It's Leviticus 19 and 18, I believe. Or Hebrews 10 and 30. I will take revenge. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 32 and 35 as well. Yeah, don't do it. And you said Romans 12. Romans 12 and 19. All right, I got one minute, y'all. Let me hurry up. Let's go to Romans 12 and 19. I'll, I'll do the one that you guys are saying. That's why it's important for you to read your Bible, to understand how God operates. Because when we don't know him, we start doing stuff ourselves. And that's how we get jacked up. Do not seek revenge. That is the number one way you interfere with God and get yourself all caught up in something that had nothing to do with you. Uh, let's see, Romans 12 and 19. Y'all gotta go. 12 and 19. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will you will heap uh, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. All right, all right, y'all. All right, y'all. Come on now, y'all stepping in on God. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then 1 Peter 3 and 9, all of the above. All right, y'all, I got to go. Love you guys so much. I hope you guys do well. Keep reading your Bibles. Keep reading your Bibles. Understand how God operates so you don't get yourself hemmed up in something that you ain't got no business doing, okay? I love you. And Gabrielle, I hope to see you tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, but we go live each and every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or you can catch the replay. And we also stream on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts as well as Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and all of that. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, make sure you guys come back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern and close out the week, close out our week of foundation. So I hope you guys got a good word in today. I hope you guys got some help. I love you guys. Romans 12 and 19. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a beautiful, blessed day, and I will catch you all tomorrow. Bye y'all.